0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest Skewed and Reviewed Skewedcast. This is Gareth Grater of Skewed and Reviewed, and I'm joined, as always, with Justin and Michael, and we've got a nice show for you today. I'm about to head out of town to uh, get a little bit of coverage in at Knott's Berry Farm for their Boysenberry Fest, and then we are also um, going to be going on a Disney cruise, and then when we get done with that, we have WonderCon, and we'll be doing our Alien panel next Sunday, but... Wanted to cover and get a little stuff in because uh, next weekend I won't be back home until later Monday. So we probably won't have our skewed cast until Tuesday, Wednesday or so later in the week. So we wanted to give you something. Uh, Just a couple of things I wanted to mention. Uh, Wanted to thank SeaWorld for uh, having our team out to Sesame Place the other day. They really enjoyed it. For those of you who don't know, they took the Aquatica water park and upgraded it to be a Sesame Street themed park, complete with rides and water attractions. We have some video as well as some photos that opened on Saturday, and people have really, really enjoyed it, so looking forward to uh, taking our granddaughter to that somewhere down the line. And also, wanted to uh, mention that we had the big game releases this week, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, and we also had Ghostwire Tokyo, and I've been playing those, really enjoying it. We did a radio segment on that. Uh, loved it. And uh, the newest thing we got, a new little toy to play with, is the Be Quiet 1,000-watt Pure Power 11-FM power supply unit. So we're looking forward to giving that a try. Uh, meanwhile, we are on uh, Pinal Central, P-I-N-A-L com, keyword skewed. That is a network of um, 12 newspapers and 20 markets where we do gaming reviews. And we have skewed and reviewed the magazine. We released the new issue – uh, recently, that's at Barnes & Noble, Magster, MagCloud, all sorts of outlets, and we have our summer movie preview. And, of course, uh, we have BJ Geek Nation on KSWFM, where I do weekly segments for that. I think we're taking the week off because they're going to a conference right as we're traveling, but we have a nice segment up there um, as well. So for today, gentlemen, let's start off with uh, the news that uh, there's a new Alien book that's dropping. Justin, what can you tell us about this? Uh, In a season where we've already had several Alien and Alien Predator books either drop or announced for this year. Uh,
1: Yeah, so um, this is uh, news that there is a prequel um, backstory uh, novel chronicling the backstory of uh, Vasquez from Aliens. Um, This kind of goes, you know, like you had mentioned with a lot of, of new novels and, uh, some comics I think have been announced recently, you know, obviously the, the, RPG is also, um, you know, alive and well with new content. And then, you know, the movie, the new movie was recently announced. So there's a lot of content coming out for aliens. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, this was, uh, written by, um, uh, uh, V Castro. Um, and uh yeah, so you know, it's it's interesting, you know, taking a character um from aliens and, and uh kind of expanding on her backstory, you know, I think it's a good opportunity to kinda uh give us a little bit of more insight as to who she is. Um so I'm interested. I'm interested to kinda see how this plays out. And uh, you know, like like you had mentioned earlier, you know, it's just a lot of uh novels coming out um in alien in the alien universe I think is a it's a good opportunity. Um to to expand on a lot of areas of the of the franchise.
0: Yeah, and that's definitely uh, what I think they're doing, and uh, you know, grooming it for the future. What about you, Michael? What do you take about from this?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's really interesting that we're starting to see a lot more of these things coming out. There seems to be an uptick in you know, not only like the role playing game and up, and movie announcements, and now more novelization type stuff. So I always think that's a good sign for the franchise, I think that means that there still continues to be a renewed interest in it. Uh, I know there were a lot of concerns um, when Disney first took over Fox. Um, and, you know, and even though they had said at uh, CinemaCon in uh, 2019, I believe, um, regarding that they were still, you know, committed to the franchise, I think there was a lot of concern as to what, what that would mean. And I think that there's a continued um, resurgence of, 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 you know, areas that we can draw from from that universe and I think the more interest in the more areas that they kind of um, you know where, where we get those details uh, the more uh, it'll drive I think more interest in new films and hopefully start to see some you know see some traction with some of the projects that we've seen kind of pull the back burner over the past several years so I think anytime they kind of expand on these characters it'll kind of build up that that interest some more and again hopefully drive that franchise in a positive direction I know there have been some uh missteps over the past several years um i think there's been a, a lot of focus on um you know not on the, the alien so much as, as much as it was with prometheus and some of those things um, but i do think that we're kind of getting back in a in a more interesting area so i'm looking forward to, to kind of seeing what comes of this
0: yeah and i think the interesting thing about it too is going to be there will be more and more um what do we call it interest in filling in some of the backstories and expanding the universe. And I think this is all going to build up for, um, it's going to build up for the upcoming movie, the upcoming TV series. The big question is going to be, um, you know, the big question is going to be, will the um, interest continue on and push these new characters or is it going to drive more interest into expanding upon the, Uh, And that's such an interesting thing to see where they want to go with this because we've been told the new movie is going to focus completely. It's not going to be necessarily related to the other films. We know the TV series is kind of set somewhere around the Prometheus timeline. So, uh, you know, it's interesting. And I think that's the beautiful thing about the books and the comics is that they're free to do whatever they want. I mean, we've already had alternate versions of Alien 3 that was built built on the – you know, the prior script that got rejected. And then the novel expanded greatly upon the prior stuff they'd put out because they'd put it out in a comic and an audiobook format. The novel was greatly expanded upon in terms of the storyline and scenarios and stuff like that. And so that was a lot of fun. And, you know, like I said, with the recently announced film that didn't happen, they have all kinds of options to go that way and pursue things, and, you know, we'll see. I think they're just basically saying, what's the market like for the um, expanded market? So we shall, you know, we shall see. There's going to be plenty of time to look into that. So this weekend, gentlemen, we have WonderCon happening now. We've already talked about uh, my panel and stuff like that. But we have uh, got a little bit of news on what we're going to be seeing we have a couple of uh, behind-the-music panels, and those are always very popular. Uh, for those who haven't covered, that's where they have various composers and various people involved with um, film production. And then Disney is going to be on hand doing streaming services with The Quest, and uh, a lot of people are interested in that one. And then there's also going to be, I believe, something on the Hardy Boys um, And so we'll see how that pulls out. And a lot of, you know, interesting stuff. There's the possibility of Bob's Burgers, the movie is going to be doing something. Warner Brothers has announced that they're going to be coming out and talking about a brand new um, animated Constantine film. And that is always, always a lot of fun. And so um, starting with you, Michael, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, WonderCon, I think will be a really good, um, it'll be interesting to see now that things have kind of settled into, I think what the new normal is going to be. Um, I think it's really interesting that we're going to start, you know, start to see how these shows kind of get back to what is probably going to be the more realistic vision of what they'll be going forward. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be really interesting to get to see the, um, you know, it's, it's always good. Winter comes always a good uh, precursor to what SDCC is going to be like, right? You kind of get some, uh, maybe not as, as top tier talent, and you're not necessarily seeing all all of the same event type stuff. You'll see the SDCC, but I think it always gives a pretty good indicator of how that show is going to go. Uh, so yeah, I think I think it's very interesting to see um, what it's going to look like. I think this this year is probably the closest it's been to being a quote-unquote normal um, event since probably 2019, um, which is you know, three years now. It's hard to believe, but yeah. um, but I, I do think that it will be. A, it, it'll be really interesting to see how it goes. Um, how it how it's approached, you know. Obviously, there's still some safety things that they'll be looking out for for sure. But I do think we're kind of at a point now that we can start um, really getting an indicator of how popular these shows are going to be, and hopefully, kind of can drive drive that excitement and uh, and and you know, fur fur back and fur back into the uh, the community as a whole. I think we're all kind of been waiting for a moment to have a really big um, comic type show, a comic con type show. And i think this is a really good way to start so yeah i'm looking forward to to what's what it's going to be like what's there and and just seeing all the uh how, how everybody kind
0: of gets back into the new normal and justin your take please yeah i, I
1: completely agree with michael i think you know um it's going to take a few events you know to kind of uh just like touch the waters kind of see how how things play out because uh, obviously you know it's It's been a while since we've been able to have any kind of in-person event. And as soon as somebody has like a very successful one, you know, I think that's going to kind of set the, the, set the stage for, you know, for others to kind of follow suit. Um, You know, and I think uh, of everything you announced or uh, that you mentioned, you know, uh, I'm I'm a fan of Constantine stuff. So I'm, I'm interested to see what's shown off there, you know, and, uh, and yeah. So uh, after this, uh, if it goes well, you know, and everybody feels kind of comfortable with it, I think it's going to kind of bode well for events later in the year.
0: Yeah, it's going to be very interesting as well, because as Michael said, while they tend to be smaller, they don't have all the films roll out here. Um, you know, to give you an example, uh, prior Wondercons, you'll see... Um, well, you know kind of like we saw we you'll see warner brothers there with an animated show that that was pretty much a given and that was something we look forward to you would see amc there with various shows well this year they're only coming with fear the walking dead but they're not doing any press setups or anything which has also been a staple of what they did in the past i mean i used to go there and you'd get the you'd get like fear the walking dead you would get um into the badlands i you know we have had some really nice panels with that i remember timeless was there at a, a recent one uh amazon is going to bring the boys diabolical their animated series so they're they're looking to do that so that's something uh you know positive and hopefully it will move forward in a in a nice direction and then uh but you know you're not going to see frontline the big summer blockbusters and Marvel and all of that, but various studios will have a presence. We've already mentioned Disney is going to be there with the quest. They're going to be there with, um, uh, the Hardy boys and stuff like that. And then of course, you never know what else might be sitting there, uh, that we don't know anything about. And, uh, then we are going to get, uh, you know, pleasant surprises. But of course, this is all just setting the stage for what looks to be a very busy summer, because let's not forget, we have the D23 Expo coming in September. And, you know, Disney is going to have lots of Star Wars and Marvel stuff for us. And so one of the questions I was going to ask you, gentlemen, is uh, with Star Wars Celebration coming in May and then the D23 Expo coming in uh, September, what do you think we might get Star Wars wise? I can tell you this: we know that uh, Jedi Fallen Order two is going to get a trailer at Star Wars Celebration, so we're going to get to see the new uh, game there. But what do you think, movie or TV wise, we're going to get in an announcement? Because let's let's roll the way back machine. The last one they did, we got the reveal of the trailer for Star Wars Episode nine. We got our first look at the Mandalorian and uh, yeah, no, that's, it sounds so scary to go back and do that. And then we had video game news. So uh, Justin, what do you think? What do you think we might hear or see?
1: Well, uh, I think there's a good chance, you know, we'll see um, Obi-Wan stuff, uh, probably a new trailer for it. Uh, I think there's a good bet there. Um, probably more Mandalorian, like, like you had mentioned, uh, i don't anticipate you know any movie news probably uh at least probably not this year um maybe next year but uh i think those two would probably be a safe bet maybe some video game news as well so maybe jedi fallen order 2 um uh, yeah i think that's probably a safe bet i mean you might get get a surprise with knightsville republic remake you know news there or maybe some screenshots or a short teaser or something but i think that's a little ways out um But I think that's probably what they're going to focus on. There might be a wild card one that we don't even know about, like a new TV show that might be in the works um, that might get announced there. Uh, I think that's probably mostly what we're
0: looking at. Yeah, and the timing with Obi-Wan is very interesting because it debuts right around the start of the show. And so I think, you know, maybe there's been rumors that they're in discussion on a second season and not making it just a one-off so maybe they might come out and say oh by the way we've already got season two but uh who knows michael what do you think
2: so i think there's a lot of stuff that's been announced that we haven't really heard much about i mean obviously obi-wan um we saw that looks really good um obviously i would expect we'll hear more about the mandalorian upcoming season I I know everybody's kind of anxious to see how that plays off you know but without spoiling um where Boba Fett ended and and obviously if you haven't seen if you're a big Mandalorian fan but didn't watch Boba Fett you need to pretty much watch the last at least two maybe three episodes of Boba Fett to get caught up before Mandalorian uh season three comes out and that's all I'll say um without spoiling it but obviously um we haven't heard much about the, the Cassian Andor project that supposedly is in the works um, the Ahsoka um, series, We I don't think we've seen anything on that necessarily yet either um, obviously Jedi Fallen Order 2 we've, we've heard about um, Knights of the Old Republic remake, I'm really interested about that because I've honestly considered since I never finished the first one I've considered going back and replaying it but I'm <laughs> remake is done just because it would probably be better to do that but I haven't decided if I'm going to wait uh, on that or not um. Obviously, more about the Rogue Squadron uh, movie uh, that they that's been announced too. You know, there's been a lot of announcements about a lot of different upcoming um, Disney Plus series or movies or both um, that we haven't really heard anything about since they were announced. And I think a lot of those are kind of are in that category. Um, and it's not surprising. Obviously, we've they've they've done a pretty good job of of rolling things out pretty steadily. Again, with The Mandalorian and then, of course, um, both The Book of Boba Fett and then then obviously Obi-Wan coming out. Um, so they've been pretty steady with their releases. So I'm not really I'm not in a hurry for them to continue to announce projects and us not see a lot on them. I'd rather, you know, uh, Disney has had a, had a habit, um, not just Disney, but the, the industry in general has a habit of announcing things and then never, ever coming tr- to pass on any of them um game companies do this all the time um and now we're so and we see this happen a lot with movie industry and and stuff too and and so i think it's good that they don't over promise and under deliver but hopefully we will see some idea that these projects are moving forward um with those upcoming events so we'll see where we go i think from there but that'll be a good uh opportunity for us to see um some of the new game stuff that's coming out and then ideally some of the new series that we know about but haven't really
0: seen anything about. Oh, that's fantastic. And, you know, it'll be really interesting to see because, you you know, you look at the movies, uh, they're not filming anything. We've heard all these rumors about different people being hired. And so I don't think we're going to get a lot of stuff on the movie. I mean, we might get a teaser or a sizzler for Rogue Squadron because, you know, that's supposedly still happening. We did have that video of uh, her in the flight suit coming out there. Uh, but you know the, you, you gotta really think beyond that because sure we're going to get toys and we're going to get uh, collectibles and we'll get comics and we'll get books and all that but you you know you wonder if they're going to come out and announce an a, you know an expansion to uh, uh, Star Wars um, galaxy's Edge or something like that but see that would be more for the D23. And so I think this is probably going to hit on uh, TV. I mean, we'll probably get a trailer for Bad Batch season two. I think that's pretty much uh, a bet. And then maybe one of the live action series, you know, and or we might get some updated info on that and then maybe find out what's coming next. Maybe they'll announce Book of Boba Fett, too. Who knows? Yeah, but either way, it'll be interesting. I think uh, people are going to be really, really excited about that. And I'm excited as well. So the other thing I wanted to discuss is this week, uh, Bloomberg indicated that Sony is likely going to be introducing its new video game subscription service for the PlayStation, possibly as early as this coming week. Now, for those that uh, may have been out of the loop on this, this is their answer to Microsoft's um, Game Pass, for those who don't know, uh, for a fee uh, uh, Xbox owners can have an assortment of Xbox and PC games that they're able to download and play no additional cost. So essentially you pay your $15 a month uh, versus $50, $60, $70, and there are all these games. Some of them are brand new games that are made available the moment they come on the market. We saw this with Rainbow Six Extraction, um, Back for Blood, Uh, Halo Infinite, all of those were available boom right there so people didn't have to go out and pay 60 bucks. They could download, stream, and play. And so a lot of people are curious what Sony is going to do. Uh, It's supposedly going to combine two of the current offerings, the game streaming platform uh, PlayStation Now as well as the global membership PlayStation Plus, which is the one I take part in, which gives you your online access which gives you um uh you know free games each month to download i I think it's three if i remember correctly now ps now has about 3.2 million subscribers as of a year ago and in december ps plus had 48 million subscribers so let's start with michael what do you think what are they going to do and what do you think they should do yeah,
2: and so the first the first comment on PlayStation Plus is we should state that that's a requirement to play multiplayer games on Sony, so um, I don't think those numbers are necessarily indicative of what a subscription service is going to go in for with PlayStation. Um, I, I've never been a fan of how PlayStation handles these types of things, so I'm honestly not expecting much. From them, um, I don't. I don't think they're going to be able to compete with Microsoft on any level that way. Because um, let's not forget that Microsoft not only not only provides PC and uh, Xbox resources, but also the same fact that there's a lot of stuff that comes out on the Xbox platform that have nothing to do with Microsoft at all. Um, uh, I'll use the most exi- some of the more recent ones is like. Um, Total Warhammer 3, for example. Uh, We see a lot of indie development studios. A lot of, they do a really good job of of not only working with their own studios, but they also get Ubisoft, EA um, involved in their stuff. Obviously, Bethesda, Activision, Blizzard, now Microsoft, in addition to these indie studios. Sony just, in my opinion, doesn't have the library to compete with that. I think the only thing that they really can offer um, is Sony exclusives, um, which most people own because they already have them. Uh, backwards compatibility has never been a huge, th- uh, re- a huge um, thing for Sony, nor has crossplay been a thing for Sony as well. Now they are starting. Sony is trying to get more into the PC space um, and trying to to readjust those things. But I also think that um, to begin, honest PlayStation Plus, I don't get for the, I, I rarely download the games. Um, I only subscribe to it because I use when I do play, I have to have it for multiplayer. Um, but the reality is, I, I I I'm really curious. What I worry about Sony tends to be overpriced because they I think they over uh, I think they're a little bit over um, zealous when it comes to what pe- they they expect people to pay for. And I think unless they're offering lots of really good free content that is not necessarily Sony exclusive. Um, or, and or if they're not giving ex- Sony exclusives that are first-day releases, which doesn't tend to be a Sony um, a business model. Again, Microsoft is so successful because they all the Xbox games, all the um, Bethesda games, probably all the Activision games and Blizzard, those are all free releases the minute they launch. And I don't see Sony doing that. I think if Sony wants to commit, they're going to have to but I think they're also at a point where they know people are going to buy their games. So I don't think they feel that there's a need to do that. So I, I really am going to wonder a, what's the cost going to be and B, what are they really going to offer? And because again, I I know that I wouldn't pay more than what I'm paying for PlayStation plus now, um, unless there was a significant reason to do so. Um, and, And I just don't, I don't think that they've got the, the, Catalog to back that up, but we'll see. I am curious what what that's going to be. I, I I think Microsoft kind of corners the market on that, and I really don't think Sony can compete there. Um, I think they're gonna, they're going to be kind of stuck with their console centric um, view right now. They're just not in a position to be able to really do um, PC releases. Um, I know obviously with their acquisition of Bungie and Destiny, but we all know that, that was that was done as a um, transactional thing that it's more of a pay to play kind of mo- model. It's not a uh, free open world. You get stuff for free when they release it, kind of thing. Um, so we'll see. Like I said, I, I just, I, I think Sony, it's good that they, I think Sony has to uh, pivot, but I think until they become more um, open to cross play, more open to PC releases, more open to everything else. I just think you're kind of limiting yourself to the Sony PlayStation um uh, just that entire bubble. And I, and I don't really think, I think most people are going to, unless they're giving out those games for free that are new Sony titles, uh, which again, don't come out that often. I just don't know that it's going to be worth the money, but we'll see.
0: And uh, Justin, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I,
1: uh, so I'm, I'm coming at this from a little bit of just a completely outsider's perspective um, in that I, I don't have Game Pass, but I totally understand why... It's a very attractive um, subscription service for for the vast majority of people. It's it is a pretty incredible. I mean, five ten years ago, uh, if you had you know told me that there was going to be a subscription service for uh, offered by a large video game company, I would I would probably assume that there would be mostly kind of like older games on it, games that had released, you know, kind of kind of like how uh, the movie industry mostly. Uh, utilized um, streaming services for a long time. Obviously, it's changed now. It's, it's, there's some movies that are exclusive to streaming services, but um, for a long time, it was, you know, a movie would release in theaters, um, and, you know, then it would go to DVD and streaming services. And I sort of thought that uh, most game companies, when they started to go into this space of, like, a, you know, um, like a subscription service, that you'd probably get, games that had come out maybe last year or maybe like 6 months ago um but there are brand new like triple A titles that are offered on Game Pass uh day 1 um you know where you're paying a pretty decent subscription and you're getting access to these games right away um like Michael said you know Microsoft leverages um their uh their basically ginormous status in both the pc space and the console space so that they make a lot of these games basically available on either platform which is a huge advantage for them um and really on like you know i'm not always the hugest fan of of things that microsoft does just you know not not necessarily in the game space but um just in you know the it sector but um i do have to say i have to give them credit that uh they this was games pass was a really really smart move on their part and I also tend to agree that I think Sony has always been slightly behind, not, not significantly behind, but their online services have always been slightly behind Microsoft. And I think that largely just comes from Microsoft just has a lot more uh, experience in dealing with this kind of space, um, you know, not just, again, not just in the games industry, but in, you know, they're a very large technology company that uh, has, you know, their foot and pay basically uh, all all over, you know, network services, server services, um, you know, I, you know, just comp, you know, personal computers and, and enterprise uh, computers and, and, and computer services as well. So, um, I think uh, that's always been a sort of an advantage for Microsoft, and I think Sony's always been one step behind uh, in that regard. So I'm a little skeptical that their new service is going to reach that standard, but, you um, I also don't really think it it has to necessarily for them to be successful. Um, as long as it's a comparable service um, price-wise and what you're getting uh, as far as the game access that you're getting is is also comparable, I think that will be enough for them. Uh, they don't necessarily have to have a better service than Game Pass, but if it's comparable, I think they'll be just fine on their own. And you know, it's also worth noting that Sony has gotten better about uh, expanding access of a lot of their AAA titles. Um, you know, God of War is on PC now, um, which is a pretty huge deal and kind of shows that, uh, they're kind of more open to, uh, making, uh, so basically making PlayStation more than just, uh, their console, kind of like how Microsoft now sees, sees the Xbox. Um, the Xbox is is one way to access their, their plethora of their titles, but um, it's not the only way. And I think Sony is kind of moving in that direction. They're just kind of a little bit behind.
0: Absolutely, and it definitely will be interesting to see what they do with it. Well, folks, that is going to do it for us this week. I hope you have a very safe week ahead. We're looking forward to uh, the week ahead, our travels and our conventions. And when we are done, we'll be back with all the latest and greatest. Please uh, keep an eye online as I will be updating the news as I am able to with limited sell uh, access on some days. And until then, take care and we'll talk to you soon.